Ever wonder what the dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. This episode is brought to you by Noble Pet Foods. No nonsense, no bull. Go to noblefoods.com, use promo code DOGTALK15, and they'll deliver dog food to your house with Noble. Welcome to Talking with the Dogs. This is Liz Murak, and today we have our special guest, Noreen O'Sullivan, who is from Denmark, and she is an equine assisted therapist with children, and she specializes in using EFT, which is called Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping and EFT. And I am trained to use it on animals, and she also uses it on animals. But what I'm interested in discussing is how it can be used both ways on animals and people when dealing with something with our dogs like separation anxiety. I used it on a dog the other day, and it was amazing how the course of our conversation changed dramatically with a very quick session of EFT. So that's why I want our listeners to know about another tool that you can use with your dog. You can get help. I'm able to help you with that as well. And Noreen has clients all over as well who use it on themselves and she can walk them through it. So I want to give everyone the opportunity to learn from Noreen, who's also written a book about EFT that is such a wonderful book. That's another reason why I wanted to have her today. But Noreen, welcome. So how did you get into the therapy work that you're doing and and combining it with the children and the horses and the the EFT. I mean, a lot of the listeners are not even familiar with EFT. And so I want to, I want to help piece this together because, and I know you don't do EFT, um, focus, you do it mostly on children, on children with children and people. And I'm, I do it with animals, but I'm so attracted to your work because it's so important to helping people understand because I started off being trained with animals and learning about it with animals and the, and people, the, the pet person relationship and using EFT to help people heal whatever issues or traumas that they may have in their lives. But as you know, people use EFT just on themselves and without a pet, but I, I just think it's so important what you're doing. I think my listeners, this is important for them to hear your journey with EFT and how it started. So I want them to know. EFT sort of just came in, in around 2015. I was going through my own, you know, uh, well, it was, it, I mean, the whole thing has been a big journey, but. Um, so how I, do you describe it? If someone says, what is she talking about? What is EFT? How do you describe it? Okay, so I describe EFT 
um, a little bit differently than other people because I really do believe it's about looking at your triggers. Okay. Um, of course, there are meridian points that we tap on, and this is sending uh, passive sensory input to your brain. There, there's that side to it, the physical of what's happening when we tap. But I actually believe the power in EFT comes from the awareness, the self-awareness that you learn mm -hmm. um, about yourself. I, I think probably many years ago when I, I knew I used to get pains in my stomach and, and I didn't always know why. Um, and maybe I started thinking, well, that person gives me pains in my stomach, right? The, mm -hmm. So first there was blame. Right. Like, you talk to me like that and then I get a pain in my stomach. And, and I wasn't taking any um, responsibility for it myself. It was just blame and blame is the biggest waste of your energy ever. So, um, so EFT is okay. It's emotional freedom technique right. and that it is mm -hmm. because when you learn to stop blaming, <laughs> um, and, and look at yourself every time you get a pain in your stomach, you, you get rage, you get sad, you get embarrassed, whatever feeling you and I, you know, I've talked to you about, there's only two kinds of feelings, feelings that have love and feelings that need love. Mm -hmm. And every time you have a feeling that needs love, that is when you are triggered. Mm -hmm. And when you are triggered, number one, you need love. <laughs> but I've broken it down mm -hmm. into look, listen, love. Look, right. at, uh, look at what the feeling is. Here's our book, Look, Listen, Love, on EFT for children, but it's good for all ages because it's simple. So you look at what that is. I, I, I think it's really helpful when we, when we use an example. Um, I don't know, you want to give me something? Have you been triggered lately? It, it really oh, helped. no, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so a good one can be even with the dogs when they keep, when, when we're sitting and they want food, we're sitting on the couch and they want food. How, and it's like, I used to say, leave it. It's usually somebody else will say, leave it. And they'll keep testing. And it's like, we said, leave it. And then I'm all comfortable. So I have to get up to pull them away and redirect them. And that can be a trigger for many people when our dogs behave a certain way. And right. we're like, so, so can I do it with you? Yes, As yes, you definitely. Okay. Yes, yes. So in that situation, what is the word that you feel? Oh, um, I guess I, I want to say move because I, I want my daughter with the food and the couch and the dog to move so I can just relax and watch my evening show. You know, and, and what do you feel if you cannot move? Frustrated, uptight, because I want to relax. And right. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. So I'm like <sighs> frustrated. So frustrated, frustrated. Yes. Frustrated is the feeling that needs love, right? Yes. yes. So so then moving is not about your feelings. That right. it's the frustrated that we want to get to. Got it. And this is why so that's get it. In, in EFT, me. we call it chasing the pain, right? So we mm -hmm. want to, we want to get to, and it's only your own pain. 
Right. And, and that's the thing to chase it. So yeah. Rather than if only they move, then everything would be fine. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at my frustration. Yeah. And it's okay to talk about it. And that's the fun part about EFT that, you know, it's chasing the pain and that's where a practitioner is tuned in. Of course, I'm going to let you say that, but I know that that's not the feeling that needs love them moving that that's not that's not it and so so for someone for somebody who's thinking about their dog with the the barking the reactivity the separation anxiety all of that is the other stuff but it's the i'm so frustrated that my dog's not doing this what's that word yeah yes okay because somebody else might answer it very differently for for the same catalyst right this barking dog oh they're angry yeah, yes, exactly. I was talking to somebody this morning at the stable about a barking dog. And uh-huh. he, he looked at me and he, he said, well, angry. And I said, that's funny because I don't feel angry. I feel powerless. Yeah. That's weird, right? That's like so it's because it's about me and it's about you and it's, it's always about yourself. So you look, number yes. one, look at what that word is. So I'm going to use powerless. You're going to use frustrated. Yeah. And then we're going to listen. If I really look, I'm actually not feeling powerless right now. So it's a little hard, but we're going to play because I've worked on that. (laughs) I have. But it comes and goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I would ask, where do I have that feeling in my body when I think of that situation? And I mean, sometimes, I don't know, maybe with your dogs, it, it, it does trigger quite a lot. Um, so you would look, is it in my stomach? Is it in my mm-hmm. chest? Is it in my throat, my head? Where is it? That's the listen part. Okay. And then you used a lot of district, descriptive language. You said, what, what were you saying? You said it was, you, you used a word, I can't remember now. Normally I'm writing it down. Oh, that's right. So I don't know, I'm, fr- I'm frustrated because I want, I want to relax and watch the show at the end of the day. And it's yeah, like- so the frustrated feeling, mm-hmm. where do you feel that in your body? I get it in my shoulder area. I, I go up like this. And it's tight. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, I think that's what you were saying, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, if, I I, there are nine points, meridian points that we very, very lightly tap mm-hmm. on. It's like butterfly taps. Um, these are the points, collarbone, under the arm, karate chop, top of the head. There's no wrong or right way. Top of the eye, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under your lip, collarbone. And you just do that as you're talking about it. So now you, you've just said, and the the setup is mm-hmm. even though I have this frustrated, tight feeling in my, is it in, in your shoulders? I get it in, in my shoulders, my neck. Yeah, my neck and shoulders, yeah. Right. So even though I have this frustrated, tight feeling in my shoulders, does it have a color? Um, maybe red or black, just constricted. Yeah. Okay. Right. So even though I have this red, black, constricted feeling in my neck and shoulders, I love and accept myself. 
to go through that. Oh yeah, that's the part. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, and you're just looking at it. You're just sitting with it, looking at it. And, you know, then there's a whole session after that. And, right. you know, you don't need to go, even in my book, I don't go deeper into it because it's, it's a setup. The fact, what you don't realize is that you've already done the hardest work. Yeah. You've given it a name. Mm -hmm. You've described it with sensory descriptions. Mm -hmm. And you're accepting yourself anyway. That I have this feeling. This right. Because what is going to happen now? Now you've mm -hmm. brought awareness to it. Right. So the next time you're out and you're with your friends or you're with whoever mm -hmm. and you get triggered, this is it. This is the trigger. Okay. I, oh, I didn't ask you. This is also in the book. Um, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 would be like really constricted and, you know, really frustrated. Sorry, really frustrated. And zero is you're not frustrated at all. What would that number be? Where would you be on a oh, scale? Okay. So with the, with the dogs, when that happens, that's not a huge trigger for me. Probably right. uh, maybe a four. It's just like, come on. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's a good example. Yeah, it's, it is a good example yeah. because in a session like this on a podcast, we're not going to go deep into something like I'm not going to go digging deep to, mm -hmm. to get you <laughs> upset. To get a high ticket, not a, high, a number that gets a 10 for a trigger. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not, not for a podcast. I mean, no, we, we do not. that in a, in a session, right? Right. Right. I'll, I'll get you to a 10 and Give me a 10. Get to the point. No, I no, it's good, but it is important to name it because when I do it with dogs, I mean, I see them switch and it is when we name things, not the triggers. Like, I wish those two would stop doing X, whatever it is, whatever a trigger. I wish that would stop and say, I'm so frustrated or I'm angry. I'm so powerless. Whatever our feeling is, that's the trigger. That's the trigger. The other stuff is the catalyst. Yes. Yes. Right. And when we can admit whatever it is right. and just look at it, we can tap on it and heal it so that whatever's going on, the catalyst is no longer having any effect on us. You know, I am a tennis player and I, it's like the dog barking. I was playing and someone said, gosh, I can't believe those people that are talking so loudly, you know, and, you know, I was very focused at that time and I was like, what people? And right. not that I'm always focus you know but that was just an right right right, right. we notice no. different things but we don't want those catalysts to derail us and you know in our pet relationships it's an amazing tool because there's a lot going on with an animal so that's why i'm so interested for people to learn about eft it is yeah and <laughs> I, I just made a, a reel the other day where i am triggered you can see it i i had the video on and uh Moon, all the, I was trying to do something with Pippi because she's like my little, you know, acting dog. And right. Moon keeps popping up like popcorn and barking and doing whatever. And you can see on my face, you know, when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm totally triggered. But I caught myself. Yeah. You are going to be triggered. This is life. Life. You know, not, yes. Not, this is, but if we can learn to respond rather than react. 
Like we don't want to react with, with the trigger. Right. We want to be able to say, oh, ding, I'm triggered. Well, people talk about reactive dogs all the time, but what about reactive, not the dog, I mean, dog trainers can be, but the, the dog's person can be reactive too. And if we deal with the reactivity in the people, what happens to our dogs? And maybe that's something to explore and why I think EFT for the dog people can be, or any pet people or animal people can be helpful, important. Exactly. And, and also what it does is when you start understanding your own triggers mm -hmm. you you just naturally become a more compassionate person because first of all you're you're admitting you know you that you have feelings that need love therefore right <laughs> there are others that need love and in in their moments you know this is when i'm working with children this is how i'm talking Mm -hmm. They can go absolutely ballistic and I will just sit there, you know, not always, but I mean, I, you know, I've, I've trained this, I train it, train it, train it. It's been years now. I'm training it that I can just help the children and, and help all the other children too, by say, Oh, and even before we ask the child, what feeling, is mm -hmm. it because that's that's a hard thing you know this use your words with yeah. children. I, I'm, I'm not for it really all i do say is a yes no question or, or it's, it's a multiple choice is that a feeling that has love or needs love oh so they don't even need to go into the details no just no. that i actually had this where i had two children fighting with one another one was crying the other one was angry Okay. And you know, as a teacher, right. mother, whatever, you walk into the middle of something, you want to fix everything. Right. Well, the great thing with tapping is you don't have to fix anything. You just have to look, listen, love. <laughs> so I say, oh, that looks, is that a feeling that ha has love or needs love? Needs love. And this one over here with the teeth out, is that a feeling that has love or needs love? Oh, it needs love. Oh, you both need love. And where do you feel that in your body? And where do you feel that in your body? And they can do that. That they can do really quickly. And it, mm -hmm. it's, it's much better than trying to ask them. We don't even need to know. Eventually, we got to sad and, and angry. But, right. but that wasn't, it doesn't have to be because that's very difficult for children. So I'm, I don't know how you could use it with animals, except that, you know, I don't, even see a difference in the way I treat <laughs> uh, children and animals. I, when, when Moon, my little dog, goes ballistic and we're going to the park. Right. Okay, I haven't asked him, is that a feeling that has love or needs love? But I'll try it tomorrow. <laughs> um, so you have always said that you're more comfortable doing EFT with the children and people yes. than the animals yeah. and that you do it here and there. And I mean, I learned to do it mostly on the animals with people as the dummy to practice on, but right. I, I just, I find it very powerful in my sessions. So um, it's for anyone listening to this, it, it's used a lot with people, but it can be used with animals. So we're just exploring it and introducing it to you to learn more about emotional freedom technique right. and see how it resonates with you. But it's interesting what you're saying, Noreen, about the children 
don't you don't even need to get into well what happened he did this she said this rah rah right. rah and how to work it out it's just I'm really frustrated and I'm really sad and okay and they feel seen and heard and, yes. and accepted and that's all we all want yes and then if they want to go talk details then they can or the people can but they're calm and they shifted. are much calmer yeah there's a big shift and actually what i'll do is because i sometimes you know have a group yes i'll say oh that's a feeling that needs love can everybody send love right now with your mind mm -hmm. and it's just really beautiful and you know you think sometimes i'm like okay what's everyone going to think about this but right the kids don't they just go mm -hmm, and they all send good? love and next second that kid and then i'll ask that child did you feel that mm -hmm. so with the yeah, dogs yes. i had a session the other day with a dog that um was had issues and like we said we don't need to go into what the issues are but it had issues and the woman's holding the dog and i was like it was a 30 minute session that she had booked with me and i didn't know or didn't know anything about the dog so hi hello doggy and we're going through the session and i'm like can i just tap on your dog and she's like well what's tapping sure i go it's, it'll just take a few minutes i just want to try this. I really feel the need because this dog was sort of squirming and I was getting all this intuitive sense that it, it wasn't content. It was feeling misunderstood. It was feeling sort of sad and frustrated. And so I started tapping on this dog and I have not done this in a session with someone I didn't know with just saying, I'm gonna, I want to tap. I've talked to people before and then we've come back and do it another session or later, but this is the first time I said, can I just do this? So I just did it. <laughs> I'm tapping like this on me and, and she's lovely. And she's just like, okay, going along with it. Well, the dog that had been like this suddenly relaxes. And then I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I go, can you feel your dog getting heavier? And she goes, yes, this is amazing. The dog went heavier and then ultimately the dog wanted to go down. I said, you can put the dog down. And she's like, it's okay. Cause she had been enjoying watching the dog peer at me at the computer screen, which she goes, he never does. He never even is interested when I'm on the computer, but when we're intentional, they are. So she puts right, the dog right. down. It just sleeps the entire rest of the um, conversation. So yeah, EFT. And it just made me even more uh, passionate about the power of EFT with animals. And right, so right. I want people, if you're driving while you're listening, it's EFT. You can look up tapping. Right. And Emotional freedom technique. Yeah. And also just to explain that what you're doing is actually called surrogate tapping. Yes. Yes. Right. So yes, exactly. that, that's, that's as if uh, I say I am, you know, who in my head, I'm imagining that I am, you know, that dog or whatever. Uh -huh. And I'm actually tapping on myself as if it's to tune in. You're tuning in with just like when you're doing your communication, you are, you're, you're tuning in and it, therefore you're able to give yourself that input that it is then felt by the, the yes, dog. Yes, my you intention was the dog. Yes, yeah. but when I'm talking with the dog, talking or intuitively having a dialogue of receiving messages or images or feelings from an animal, yeah, that's more two-way, but you're right. When I'm doing the tapping, 
it's on me as if I'm the dog. I'm just, I'm tapping on my body, but with the whole intention to benefit the dog and that it's the dog's issues and feelings. Yes, I did it on a shoe once for a horse showing a woman and she called her trainer back. We were in Hawaii and she, her horse was in New, New Mexico. And she called the trainer after our session and the trainer's like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna keep encouraging you to do more with the animals if you have time in your schedule with them. I know, I know. Yeah, but I mean, and the great thing is when you do that surrogate tapping, Again, you are strengthening your own compassion. Yeah. yeah and, you know, amazing. talking to you, I'm just thinking about people, what would happen? A question for people to think about. What would happen is if somebody who has a dog who has an issue, like I mentioned, when my daughter sits on the couch, usually we didn't do food on the couch. Now she wants to do food on the couch. I'm like, okay. Um, so she's sitting on the couch. The three dogs are like, testing because there's not used to being food at their level oh what is that smells really good and she will ignore them I'm like you have to tell them to leave it you know go and anyway so sometimes she'll give them and it's it's a work in progress fine-tuning this to be very clear with the dogs but getting it to just shift what if a what if somebody comes in and says my dog is begging for food my dog is barking all the time all of a sudden what if instead of doing okay let's let's talk about what you're doing what if we just went to tapping first before yes. we went to the sessions what would right happen? yeah yeah then i mean immediately you would start asking you know sometimes you wonder do the dogs react that way to make you aware of your own feelings like yeah like the separation like, anxiety people I mean, some of these people, they're, I think, probably more upset than not everyone, but there are probably some people who are more upset at the thought of going back to work and leaving their dog than the dog is. Right. And again, I mean, maybe everybody's a little upset having to leave their dog. Yes. And then, but at what point is it a trigger? When you go over five on your, on your trigger scale, then, you know, you may be really feeling it in your body. And this is something that needs to be looked at. So, so these, these triggers, these yeah. alarm bells that are going off in you, if you're leaving your dog, um, like I said, I believe anybody that loves their dog, it's going to be hard, right? right? And so some of us can do it in a sort of, yeah. I don't want to say healthy way, but you you know, uh, uh, healthy for them, yeah. Where they can go, I'm so sorry about this, but uh, it's not going to ruin my day. And right. other people might really carry that with them for the day, and then they really need to look at themselves and do the the tapping steps because they might be surprised um, yeah. at at what what is deeper when. The part that I don't include in the book is if, if you go through the, the formula of look, listen, love, right, even right. though I feel guilty probably for leaving mm -hmm, your dog right. alone, I love and accept myself, you tap through that, see if you can get the number down. If you can't get it down, ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Can you think of another time in your life where you felt 
that guilty feeling in your chest, and I'm making it up, <clears throat> that blue, you know, you, you do the formula and you, you ask yourself where I felt guilty. And I tell you, that is like the bomb. And that's, that I didn't include it in this book because it's a children's book and I don't wanna bring up stuff and leave it with parents who aren't, you know, doing this. But I, and there's so much power in, in the steps before, but, but this mm -hmm. is even a step further, which I think could be really beneficial with pet owners because pet owners get triggered a lot. And it's a lot of their own history, their own stuff that they yeah. need to look at. And that's why that animal came into their life and is demanding that they examine it and, and become self-aware. Yeah, I'm, I, it makes me think about people who I've spoken to, but I, and I know they're out there that, you know, an adult going back to work who got a pandemic puppy who may have a memory from their childhood of a dog that either passed away or they had to leave because they moved or they went off to college or just moved out of the family home and they miss that dog. And so this may be triggering that, leaving my dog now who has been my, you know, my companion, my security blanket, getting through my best friend through the pandemic. And it's, there's yeah. a whole nother part besides the dog's issues it's our own. What does that yeah. dog represent? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be another dog. That's exactly. a really interesting thing. Yes, right? it doesn't. And then you realize, okay, I remember being guilty about leaving my little brother or, you know, whatever. It, it, it brings up memories. They're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, right. So now let's look at that. And when we can look at that without judgment, yeah. Only as a feeling that has love or needs love, give it lots of love, try and let go of it, try and find, you and I talked a lot about forgiveness. This is a yeah. feeling yeah. bomb um, mm -hmm. that, you know, get to that point where you're, yeah, that's, that's actually a whole, I don't even want to start on forgiveness right now. <laughs> Because it's yeah, such a, yeah. a we'll big, do that another time. Yeah, but it's a big conversation, mm -hmm. but it is, it is letting go, yeah. letting go. And I think if, if there's a pet owner that continues to get the same trigger word then from their dog, that right. thing, it's not yeah. about the dog. Right. And a lot of times when people start looking at themselves, mm -hmm. the animal's behavior oh, yeah. changes. Right. So, right. so I think it's great that you're tapping on the dog, but it could be enough that the person is, is just tapping on themselves and that, but I understand people come to you because they want you to fix their dog. Right. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's great what you're doing, but I think, you know, it's good for people to know that their energy, their triggers are affecting their dogs. Absolutely. Definitely. And I have tapped on people too. It's fun. It's interesting. You point that out. Some people are clearly tied to what's going on with their, I think some people are more clearly tied than others um, right. that I've, that I've experienced working with. And sometimes like one dog was having separation issues. I mean, it was chewing the wall and, and 
really acting out and destructive. And, and, and there was a lot of things going on. And the dog came to me the first time, we had several sessions. The dog came to me the first time with these acting out issues, we will call them. That's what they, the trainer and the person came to me. And the trainer was at his wit's end, like what's going on because she's doing everything. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing everything. Well, she wasn't doing everything because according to the dog, the dog was sort of pushing back intuitively. I said, well, the dog is showing me that it feels like it's inconsistent and it's confused that some days it, it's supposed to do this, but other days, and she's like, yeah, sometimes I don't do the practice and I don't, <laughs> I, I don't take them out to the bathroom before I go to work. People, that is so important. Make sure they've had a chance to go to the bathroom. If you, you know, people get rushed in the morning. Exactly. And they don't, and if, if we've been walking our dogs every morning, even for 15 minutes, and suddenly we're rushing out to get to an appointment and we overslept and we don't even want to go to work, we have to go, we don't walk the dog. We can't just say, sorry, oh, I feel so bad. And then come home and the house is a mess and we're mad at the damn dog. Exactly. Oh, I, ha I have the opposite problem. I don't get to pee in the morning <laughs> because I have to get my dogs out first. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my yeah. dogs have to yeah, be fed right realize. away. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. So she, so she was blaming the dog. And so we tapped on the dog first. And then we did her. She was open to it because she saw the difference. Um, right. It depends. Yeah. I think it depends on people's comfort zone, too. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, you know, it's not only... I've had many pets and they've all brought different things. So I'm not saying that every pet that came into my life was telling me something that I needed to wake up about myself. Some of it was, I mean, cause I, I've tried looking at that. Like, you know, my old dog, she has Addison's disease. I'm like, what, what is that trying to tell me? You know, no, it's no, she just has Addison's disease. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it doesn't have to be, everything doesn't have to be, you know, uh, with the, this, great big meaning of why she came into my life. And uh, I mean, I do believe there are great meanings that she came into my life, but mm -hmm. Addison's disease wasn't one of them, you know? Yeah. That I, was yeah. a learning curve for me. I, I agree. Like our children can be so much like us, but they can be so not like us. And I think our right. dog relationships can be like that, that there can be parts that are for us and parts right. that that's their life journey and the different people or, that's an right. that's, or animals they touch. That's a great thing that you just said. That's their life journey. And I think that's yeah. really important for, for parents and for pet owners to give yourself that grace and that, that relief that mm -hmm. not everything as much as I say, you need to look at yourself, look at yourself, look at yourself. There are some things that's the other person's journey. And right. it's no matter how much you tap on yourself, they're going to go through that. But you just need to not get sucked in with them. Like right. if they're on that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a beautiful thing to say. Yeah, especially with animals, right? Because they... I don't know. I feel like they have more of a journey and <laughs> maybe it's no different, right? There's really no difference, but um, sometimes when you, you know, there's so many rescue dogs now, right? That, I mean, they come with a lot of baggage, right? And 
and some they of them, are on their journey. Yeah. So, some of them have more baggage than other. I've worked with some rescue dogs that they didn't have a lot of baggage. They, okay. No, well, because what happens, you know, I mean, this is a whole nother topic once again, but what happens is, you know, the much loved dog dies, grandpa dies, somebody in a family member dies and, you know, another plug for making plans for your dog. Somebody dies suddenly as a, a hospital visiting someone and there's this dog being carted off to the animal shelter and I wanted to scream, but I had to go in. Someone had brought, had been brought in, is in intensive care and off oh. goes the dog. And it's this little cute little chihuahua just walking out. And I was like, oh my gosh. But you know, they have a whole protocol when that happens taken from the hospital. I said, where's it going? They go to the shelter. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, um, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, those, those so things hard. happen, but sometimes these dogs will get picked up right away. Not always. There's wonderful people working in shelters who whisk them out if they have volunteer and blah, blah, blah. Um, and a dog ends up and it's okay. And it, it yes, it misses its person, but it's, not the same as some of the dogs who've had downright horrific experiences and right. need more rehabilitation work that they can be rehabilitated and go on to live fabulous lives. But um, yeah, but I am an advocate based on the many rescue dogs that I have known and worked with that not all of them have come from traumatic backgrounds. Right, right. So yes, there are some, but there's a lot of great dogs that haven't. So I just want to put a little plug for those dogs that are like, Hey, I'm just fine. Let's go live a great life together. Right. Um, right. So anyway, I want to get back to tapping. How did you learn how to do this? People are like, you know, what's the science that you explain if people say, well, is this science-based? What's the proof? I, I, I will post for listeners. Um, some research that's been done where they show that with, I don't know if you've seen this report, I'll send it to you, that I think it was 60% of the people that in, in the scientific survey did better with EFT than just with C, uh, you know, cognitive behavior therapy. It was so much more effective um, in a variety of scenarios. So I will make that information available. I've experienced it. I've witnessed it. I've heard of it. So what are your comment on the science of EFT? Yeah. Well, I mean, the science is changing all the time because the research is being done more and more and more and more. But I, I've also read that and heard that, um, that one that you were just saying, and it started out that it was, comparable with uh, CBT, uh -huh. um, cognitive behavior therapy. And I, 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 I don't know the, the latest one to get the, you know, like yesterday's. Uh, right, that's research. the thing, research is always coming. Yeah, it's always coming. And, and people are really interested in this. And there's also, um, you know, EMDR, which is the rapid eye movement therapy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, one of the steps in the course that I took um, in Brighton in the UK was with Carl Dawson. We do something similar where we do a little, there's sequence that we do. It's called the nine gamut. Um, and we do a little bit of eye movement, humming and counting to activate different parts of the brain. So, so basically what's happening is 
your your limbic part of your brain is the part of your brain which is regulating all your emotions mm -hmm. so that's why this setup is so important right this this for the emdr part. yeah the limbic part of your brain is being activated when you're doing tapping okay because because we've brought up issues and triggers mm -hmm. and emotions and we've got that feeling right we, we start with that so we bring up all this emotional stuff. So we've got that working. Then we start offering, usually before Corona, I would tap on the other person. Right. And the, the reason that's a little more beneficial is because it's passive sensory input. You know, like getting a yeah. massage. Like no one wants to give themselves a massage, <laughs> but when you get a massage, it feels so good, right? Because you can just, relax right so that passiveness is is even calming for our body and like that story i told with jolie right yeah she's getting that that passive sensory pressure um which is it's regulating her nervous system so that's basically what we're trying to do we're bringing up this emotion that needs love and we're offering some light um, like I said, either passive, if I'm doing it or you do it, you're doing it on yourself, it's still activating another part of your brain because here comes sensory input. So now your nervous system is activated, but you're still talking about, because we talk through while we tap. Right. So, so now I'm, you know, your brain is being activated in and regulated more than anything else. Cause this is just calm. I've done this with children and they, they yawn. That's a real, yeah. you must know that with animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they yawn, that's a release of, right. of tension and, and pressure. And, um, when I do this with kids, they, you know, they sit there and they say, this is kind of nice. Yeah. 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 And my dogs like, will just put their heads up and down. Yeah. They're, yeah. And that yawning it's, uh -huh. I've seen it with the horses. I've seen it with dogs and I've seen it with children that they yawn as a, as a way to release. Yeah. And I actually feel that when I do yoga or Pilates, yeah. I start yawning in the yeah. first five, 10 minutes. Yeah. So I when we activate the body in some sensory manner, Right. We, we are releasing tension. And, and so that's the, the science as far as, as I can um, take you there. It sounds a little weird when you first hear about it, but when you actually think about it as sensory input and we know what that does for people, you know, people, um, autistic people are a perfect example of, you know, how sensory input can either trigger them, but it can also be very soothing with weighted blankets, weighted vests and things. So we get this controlled regulating um, messages to the body. So that that is what it does. Yeah. If anyone's like open to this and they were like, okay, I want to try this. What would, do you have advice? I mean, they can reach out to us. I do, I, do you do it over zoom with people? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if yes. someone's listening and wants to get a try, you can reach out to Noreen. Her information is available. You go to the, my, the podcast page, you'll find it. 
And I, I do it. I do it mostly with dogs in the dog relationship. Um, I, I would not say call me up if you want to do it for your child. Noreen's the one definitely to talk to, but you've got your book, which walks it through. Is that something that you would recommend for beginners to check that? Out? I mean, I love the book. I think it's so well Absolutely. Done. I mean, especially for children. I mean, first of all, you know, there's a lot out there on, on the web, right? right. I mean, you Definitely. Can just but, you know, you have to see, it's, it's like with anything, um, with an animal communicator, you have to find someone, oh, I like the sound of her. I, she seems yeah. real. She seems, you know, I can relate to her. She, you know, it's not over my head the way, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But you, you have to sort Same of shop thing. around and see. So, you know, if you like us and you think, then it would be great. You can reach out to us, of course. Um, but I think... Um, yeah, that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to do a plug because I think that if anyone's interested uh, in learning more, it's very simple. And that's what I think is so nice. And that you know, I've seen the other tapping book, not all of them, but the, uh, this is so simple that it's easy to get started. If, if you're like looking for something uh, to like, you know, okay, I'll try this. And I mean, I've got, I've, people who I've said, they've called the therapist, they can't get in for three months because everyone's going looking for help with anxiety and separation anxiety, that this little book, it's designed for a parent's child guide, but it's basic that it's for like kids of all ages, like five to 99 kind of thing. So that's why I'm like, I was so, I said to Noreen when we met on Instagram. But say how, because, you know, maybe everyone doesn't know. Go ahead. It's actually my dog. Yeah. That caught your eye, right? Definitely. I've met several people that way. I'm like, wait, I want to know this. Whoever is this dog's person, I want to know. Yes. Yeah. And she's in the book and my horse is in the book. And I think that's what's different about my book is that I have been included animals. And I believe that's why we're doing this work together yes. now. The book is a great way to make EFT accessible to somebody just like, I need to figure this out. I'm just going to try this. And you just follow the script, fill it in. You can um, script. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's a fill in the blank. Yes. And Noreen's working on, I don't know, a downloadable or something to get more scripts. So um, we'll keep an eye out for that, but really take a listen and to yourself with the book and <laughs> see what happens. And if you have questions, reach out to us because we're happy to help because it can change your world. And we change your world, our own worlds. It starts changing the world. And uh, I think that's why we're both trying to make an impact with this and share the message about EFT with ourselves, our loved ones, the children and the animals, right? That's right. It's all self-love and, and, and compassion and animals and, and understanding yourself, understanding animals. It's all just it's our practice work here yeah. on this earth to, to help others. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm like so excited. I love, you know, the small world. I'm sitting here in Denmark and you're all the way in California, right? No, well, here's Incredible. to Instagram and Clubhouse, yeah. right? Exactly. All right, everyone, have a great day. Look, listen, and love. My dog knows that's the cue. They're up for their treats, for being quiet. You all want to say bye? You say it louder? Okay.
Because Antler's <laughs> <laughs> saying, okay, you want to say something, Wolfgang? <laughs> Next time I'll have my dogs in here. So that's our show on tapping with the dogs. I hope you found it helpful. I hope that you will consider using it, whether with yourself and or your dog, to resolve those feelings that can sometimes be hard to uh, sort through and get past so that we're living our best lives. And it's such a powerful tool, tapping, that I'm just excited to share it with you. So reach out to me, Liz Murdoch, at what your dog wants to get resources on tapping, where to find Noreen, how to schedule a session with someone, just go deeper, and we're here to help. And Noble Foods, thank you for all you do for feeding our dogs and sponsoring this podcast. I'm Liz Murdoch. Have a great day.